Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. John Katsimatidis, are you there, sir? I am here. I am broadcasting uh, today from uh, Garden City Hotel. We have a, a, a great golf outing for three of our companies, United Metro Energy, WABC, and Gristides and Agostino. And uh, we're here to have a good time, and we're praying it doesn't rain. <laughs> rain, sitting, rain, go away. And sitting next to me over here, uh, we have uh, our senator, our great senator, Alphonse D'Amato, and it's a special birthday today. I think he's at least 49 today. Uh, what do you think, Alphonse? You're getting uh, uh, closer. All you have to add is about 36 years to that. And, uh, no, I think I a little more. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I was keeping, keeping it a secret. Listen, I'm, I'm happy to be 85. I'm happy to have reached it. I'm happy to be here with you, my dear friend. And, it was uh, difficult. It was, it was difficult getting 85 candles on the, on the cake that we're going to sing to you on. Let me tell you something. It was difficult getting here, but I owe it to a great family, great friends, and the Lord. I'm one lucky guy. And, and we got, we got uh, uh, I, I understand, where there's Sid Rosenberg. Sid Rosenberg is here. How are you, Sid? I am, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. My second year in a row here, and uh, I would not, uh, this is the best place to be. I'm celebrating Al D'Amato's birthday. It doesn't get better than that. This is as good as it gets for me. I'll tell you. And I didn't pay for that commercial. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I looked. Uh, I had Sid Rosenberg uh, standing uh, uh, right next to. Uh, Dominic? Dominic Carter. And I couldn't tell who was blacker. <laughs> I know. John oh, Wilson. my God. <laughs> he goes, who's my the black money, guy in the red jacket? Riley, let's get started. Okay, let's get started. So in studio, we have also Judge Weinberg. We also have a former deputy mayor to New York City, Rudy Rudy Washington. And we got a great show for everyone tonight. But first on the line, we have Bill O'Reilly. He's a prolific author, journalist, TV, radio host. His latest book, Killing Series. Look, I'm not a criminal. I'm just giving voice to voiceless people. Something is playing. Okay. Um, his latest book, Killing the Killers, A Secret War Against Terrorists, is killing uh, up the bestsellers list. Uh, welcome back to Cats at Night. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, I'm uh, on a miniature golf course over here. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, <laughs> How are you playing? You doing having a good game, Bill? I keep hitting the windmill. I can't get it through. I don't know what's going on here. But happy birthday, Al D'Amato. Uh, Nassau County's uh, birthday boy today. Bill, o- Bill O'Reilly, let's talk about this ridiculous bail reform law. I mean, what does it take for somebody to get arrested? I know that new stats are supposed to come out, and uh, apparently the legislators are supposed to use that to back up their ridiculous stance on keeping it in place despite the crime wave that is sweeping across the city. What have you heard? Well, Newsday is a good barometer of the left-wing um, legislature in Albany. And Newsday had an editorial uh, yesterday about how 
effective the no bail law is. There's not really a problem, according to Newsday's editorial staff. No, no, no. The recidivism rate is very low. Well, today the New York Post comes out with totally opposite stats. Um, and you can, as everybody knows, when you have a massive statistical information like you do on New York State and city crime, you can, you can gerrymander those stats any way you want. But George Soros also had an op-ed today in the Wall Street Journal saying, no, 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 look, I gave $40 million to these prosecutors like Alvin Bragg in Manhattan who won't prosecute. But that's a good thing because the criminal justice system is racist and we should decriminalize drug addiction. What Soros is saying is that you should let the drug dealers do what they want ruin lives, kill people. As we know, more than 100,000 Americans died last year from drug ODs. Just let them go. Let them do it. And this is why quality of life in New York City and state is declining, because the street criminals are running wild. Everyone knows that. But the dishonest left-wing press uh, tries to disguise it so the people in Great Neck don't get offended and on the Upper West Side, and they push this insanity. And meantime, people are dying in droves all across the country. And also, Bill O'Reilly, Mayor Adams announced today that New York City is undergoing a migrant crisis because of the Texas governor busing in the migrants and he needs federal money because there is at least 4,000 migrants now taking up spaces in the homeless shelters. Does Mayor Adams not understand where they are coming from and who's flying them into these sanctuary states? Yeah, he understands. So does Muriel Bowser in D.C. who said the same thing. They understand, but will they oppose? Do they oppose the Biden administration's open border policy? Again, that's another um, policy designed by George Soros, whose um, arm is named Open Society. So, yeah, Adams understands, but he wants money. He wants federal money. Now, I mean, I can't take care of him with city money. I need federal money. But do, does Adams and Hochul and all the people that have power in the state oppose Biden? I haven't heard that. I've not heard it. Money, Bill, it's uh, Richard Weinberg. Money cannot solve this problem. The only thing that can solve the problem is by closing the borders and having a legal, orderly border administration and a legal, orderly immigration policy. That's how you that's solve the problem. Adams's problem. See, Adams's problem is that Biden, the Biden administration is flying to the Westchester and they'll come down to New York City and they have nowhere to live. That's Adams's problem. But you know, when you it well, comes Bill, a point to... where you have to speak out against madness and insanity. I haven't heard that from Eric Adams. Have you? I, has anybody heard him opposing Biden's open border policy? I have not heard it. I, I have not heard that either. Uh, I think he wants to fill up the hotels, and I think he wants to fill up uh, uh, the office buildings now, and he wants somebody else to pay for it. Uh, uh, First of all, I agree with you 100%. And I'll tell you how bad it's gotten. You remember during the election, Biden said their wall will stop. I won't add one thing. Well, now they're doing additions in Arizona. 
to close some of the loopholes or some of the borders that are open. Uh, why? Because he wants to try to save the Senate Democrat who's running for re-election, who's going to have a tough time because the people in Arizona are going wild. The citizens, they're being destroyed by, because of this border crisis. And here's who Biden. Who would vote in Arizona? Who would vote for that person? Well, well, that's why he's trying to close the border in Arizona, close some of the holes that are open. He's desperate. And, and this is the guy who says, I won't add anything to the border walls. It's dead, etc. And it, and it shows you his word stands for nothing. And his policy is destroying this country. Now, I'll give you another thing in Arizona. The Arizona legislature bill, as you know, because I've heard you talk about it, they passed a bill that said if you want to vote in a presidential election, you have to be a U.S. citizen. Guess who's suing them? The Justice Department of the United States. They want these illegals to be able to vote for president. That's what they're yeah, it's pushing. It's a little more complicated than that, Senator. The Justice Department is suing because they don't want um, the barriers that Arizona is putting up for everybody, not just migrants, well, uh, undocumented migrants. But look, um, we all know that the progressive um, power structure in this country has hurt everybody, whether it's Arizona, whether it's Staten Island, whether it's Suffolk County. Everybody's getting hurt. But yet millions of Americans will still vote for progressive Democrats. It's just insane. Now, Nancy Pelosi, that's a good story. I, I'm wondering, and I want you guys to let me know, do you think they're going to allow Nancy Pelosi's husband to rent a car in Taiwan? <laughs> I, I don't know. That might be a little risky. <laughs> do we really believe Bill O'Reilly, or maybe I'll do a ask everybody, do you really think that Pelosi is going to Taiwan? The reports are saying yeah, she's, she's expected gone. to land to tomorrow night. Yeah, why not? This well, Biden has done such a good uh, job of backing her. Yeah, <laughs> they can't back down now. Yeah, I was tongue-in-cheek, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this, this shows... I give her credit for standing up. Biden and the Democrats are tough on China. This is, this is orchestrated. That's what people don't understand. All of these moves are orchestrated, okay? So Pelosi wants to go over to show the American people that the Democratic Party isn't soft on China. That's what she's doing. She doesn't have to go to Taiwan. We have business with Taiwan. That's true. But now to back down would make Biden, again, look like a child, a scared child. She can't back down. So she'll go. She's not going to she's just not going to tell you when she's going to land. She'll go in. She'll have a little dim sum and she'll get out. But she's going. By the way, Bill, what do you think about Iran's attack saying that they're going to destroy uh, destroy New York if the negotiations don't right, go they, their way? Yeah, they said they'll reduce New York to a pile of rubble. Well, Hochul's already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the models laugh. I love that laugh. Oh, it's, he's well, so it, right. It, it's Hochul and, and the the. Uh, um, district Attorney of Manhattan. He is a disgrace. He should be well, removed. And Hochul, yeah. and Hochul has the ability to do it. And and by the way, this one kid who they, they arrested yesterday, he had been arrested for 100 prior um, um, robberies where he comes in. Woman. Into, 
Sexy well, a woman. And this is, yeah, yeah the first time, this is the first time a bail has been set. That, this well, is a profession. Senator, they they go call? in. They, they, yeah, go ahead. Senator, give Newsday I, a call and just tell, tell them about that, okay? Give Newsday, Newsday a, an apology? Newsday, Newsday or a bunch of jackasses. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Not, so that, here's this woman. She's obviously that, a drug addict, okay? She steals to support her habit, and she steals and steals and steals. But Hogel doesn't care, and neither does Bragg, and I don't know about Adams. But every time she steals something, somebody gets hurt. Do you not understand this? Yep. So the merchants get hurt when shoplifters come in. They have to raise their prices or whatever it may be, so the consumer gets hurt. Every time these drug addicts commit what they call petty crimes, someone gets hurt. And yet the power structure in New York State does not care. They don't care that the bodega has practical, raised price yeah. 25% because of all the shoplifting. And so who pays that? And the Bill is the practical the side. side. What about the police officers who seize these repeat people who they, they, they arrest and back out on the street? No bail, yeah. no anything. You don't think so that don't impacts them? them. You don't think that's, that, that's why the numbers, you that's why the numbers yeah, are, why the are numbers off. That's why the numbers are going down. Look at narcotics arrests in New York City. Bill is exactly right. Anymore. Bill yeah. is exactly right. The OCA yeah, is trying out these numbers. Those numbers are ridiculous. Look, I live on Long Island. Because I don't want to live in Manhattan. Because I don't want my children to see guys shooting up on the street. All right? That's why I live in the suburbs. Because in my town, that doesn't happen. But it's okay in the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Queens, and Manhattan for children to walk around and see this? That's okay? Because these people are somehow victims? Well, so they can do that in front of the kids? No. No. But when are the citizens of New York going to wake up? When? You're absolutely right. I don't, th uh, I don't me, think they say, are. To conclude, before we take, we take a break, I want to point out that all of Eric Adams' people and Eric Adams and his police commissioner says there's 3,000 violent criminals in New York City. And if we take those 3,000 violent criminals in New York City, put them away, because repeat violent criminals. And if we put them away, guess what? Eight and a half million New Yorkers can live a civilized life again. And that's what it comes down to. So in this November, when we're going to make sure we broadcast it out, this November, you better vote the right way in November and also in the primaries uh, in August 23rd, because New York City, its life and its way of life is up to us. August 23rd primaries and November 8th the election and the people will win. New York always wins and we're going to win this time. And don't forget the statistic. In the pre previous primary, AOC supported nine assembly candidates. Seven of the nine lost. So God bless America and God bless New York. Uh, Lydia, take it away. Well, thank you so much, guys. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. And you're not missing much in Manhattan. I was just driving by uh, Columbus Circle just the other day around 6 o'clock, and I saw a guy smoking crack 
right there out in the open. Two cops walking by. Cooper Square is uh, looks like Skid Row. I mean, you're not missing much. So thank God for the suburbs, at least. But we got to do what we can to save New York. So thank you so much, Bill O'Reilly. So when we come back, we'll be speaking to David Weprin. He's a New York State Assemblyman. We're going to talk about congestion pricing. It's coming our way. What are we going to do to stop it? Because what are we saying? This is just another tax on Americans and New Yorkers. We can't take anymore. Keep it right here. Cats at night. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! (laughs) We're all mad as hell. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night Show. John Katzmatidis, are you there? Very tough. September and October. Okay, so we have now on the line for us David Weprin. He's a state assemblyman. We've been kind of a new rally cry, right, that we're doing here at WABC Radio. No to congestion pricing. We feel that it's just another tax on people trying to come into the city, whether it be work or doctor's appointments, to Midtown Manhattan, and it'll cost thousands of dollars per year. Assemblyman Weprin, where do you stand on the issue of congestion pricing? Uh, I totally agree. I'm totally against congestion pricing. As a matter of fact, when it was uh, passed by the legislature, It was kind of shoved down our throat in a budget uh, by the former governor who was advocating for it, and um, it never should have passed in the first place. If you surveyed the members of the legislature at that point, uh, they were against it, but it was kind of uh, forced into the budget uh, with other uh, goodies. I ended up voting no on that budget bill uh, because I thought it was an additional tax, and this was all before COVID. Uh, It's even worse now. to to do congestion pricing now when we're still recovering from COVID, when office buildings are still uh, significantly empty, when people uh, are not going into Manhattan for shows, where people are afraid of uh, the subway, now is the worst possible time to do congestion pricing. But I was against it before that. David, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I agree with you entirely. I think it's bad public policy. I think it's harmful to compute. To the commuters, I think it's harmful to the businesses here. The theaters are going to be hurt. The restaurants are going to be hurt. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it is an additional tax on on people. I think, by the way, it's not good for the environment because you can have backed up traffic, people trying to escape these uh, these additional tolls on on coming in. So they'll, and that's the experience they had in London. What do you say about that, David? Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Judge. Absolutely. Uh, You know, people, uh, and that was one of the reasons why I was opposed to it originally. But right now, we need to encourage people to go into Manhattan. We need to encourage people to go to shows. We need to encourage people to go to restaurants. So it's it's even worse now. And it's, uh, you know, we we need to really bring the economy back. But uh, even without that, uh, I still think it's a bad idea. Let me, if I might, David, first of all, commend you for having the courage to stand up Uh, because all of the politicians say nothing or they're mute about it. Uh, Newsday wrote an editorial blasting uh, one of the MTA uh, people um, and uh, for taking a, a position in opposition. Well, Newsday is wrong. 
I, I'll tell you, we'll have more New Yorkers moving out of the state, more people on the island. You keep placing these kind of commutation uh, taxes on them. The very people you want to keep, they're going to leave. You think uh, they're going to pay up to $15 a day, and that's what they're talking about, to come into the city over and above everything else? And I'll tell you, you'll have more people... Um, not coming to the city, you'll have more vacant offices, and you're just going to begin to see this recession hit us after this summer, because you got a little summer spurge where people are going out, they're spending money. When they take a look at the total cost, the food costs that have gone through the ceiling, the course right across the board. It will all be reflected in the food prices, Senator. Oh, because if the truckers charge us another dollar, the consumer's going to end up paying. Brian Kilmeade, what say you? Uh, what I say is this, is that what they do is when people move out and yeah. when the tax revenue decreases, they up the taxes. So well, no one's going to make that adjustment and poor people are going to leave. And the people that make the most money, are, there's a reason why they made the most money. Yeah. Because they're smart about their money. They're going to go someplace... They're going to uh, go to Florida, to Georgia, to the southern states where they have, they don't Tennessee. have the kinds of, Tennessee, they don't have the kinds of taxes that we have. And so the exodus of Long Island is, in particular, is going to continue. And not only that, but Assemblyman Weprin, Assemblyman Weprin, yeah. uh, talk to us also. I know they want to do this because supposedly they want to force people to use mass transit. It'll be better for the environment. But first of all, people make like it to, safe. Then we'll use mass transit. Right. And is it even capable of handling all of those commuters and all of those people on mass transit? I mean, look how long it took to build the Second Avenue subway. This doesn't make yeah, you, sense. I hear you. I totally agree move. with Senator D'Amato. I totally agree with Senator D'Amato. To, well, uh, too the Long Island Railroad not, uh, safe. They, they are going to move. And, and if you read today's thing, David Mack, the only commissioner who had, and I'm going to use the word, well, the chutzpah. And, and if, you know, if I were still in office, I wouldn't say, and the balls to stand up and say, no, we should look at this. Newsday, a bunch of jackasses, uh, ultra-libs, uh, uh, attacks him. Let me tell you, he had the courage. He was the only one to say, wait a minute, slow down on this thing. And he's right, because you're going to have an exodus of people, not only from Long Island, not only from New York, from New Jersey, from Connecticut, etc., who are going to get hit with this thing. And these are the very people we want to keep. Right. And, and Senator, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, here on Long Island. Thing, the one thing is, for the longest time, people said, I want quality of life. I'm going out to the Hamptons. Yeah. Now the yeah. Hamptons are packed. Montauk is overwhelmed. Now people are looking around saying, can I afford to stay here? Are the schools good enough for me to be here? And they're all overrun with illegal immigrants, many of which come into these classrooms already over, overcrowded. They come in. If you say anything, they move the teachers to a different place. Uh, you know, Assemblyman Weber and John Katzmatidis, you better tell all your fellow assemblymen that we're mad as hell, all New Yorkers. We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. I was mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And this uh, November, we're going to remember it, and we're going to remember it. Well, we already remembered it in the assembly. I understand five or well, seven of the nine AOC assembly people she, she uh, endorsed lost. Well, guess what's going to happen in the primary with the state Senate? Okay, we're going to have a, a hit list 
Who's going to keep New Yorkers safe and who's not going to keep New Yorkers safe? Uh, and, and David, I'll, I'll add um, something else to it. Uh, she's probably yeah. going to bow out and run for president. That's what she's going to be doing next because she has not much of a track record here. She doesn't even want to be in Queens. She doesn't hang around her district at all. <laughs> she doesn't know how to get there. Uh, well, we Assemblyman Weprin. Uh, guys, uh, and I just got to remember, when we're going to take a break, and we have uh, Lou Dobbs giving a financial report. When we come back from the financial report, we've we got 1,000 people here that are going to sing Sing happy birthday to the Senator D'Amato. We got Joe Piscopo's going to be singing. And we got a million people listening between 770 AM uh, and uh, 970 AM, The Answer, and WLIR. A million people are going to be singing happy birthday to you, Alphonse. Thank happy you. birthday, Senator. <laughs> thank you, David. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Lydia, take over. Keep it right here. Cats and Night, we still got a great show for everyone. We'll be talking to Dr. Mark Siegel. And, of course, Rudy Washington is still here. Judge Weinberg, Senator Alphonse Tomato. Cats at Night, keep it right here. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cat. Cats at Night Show. We got a special surprise for Senator well, Alphonse D'Amato. We are back. We are back here at, at the Garden City Country Club, and Senator Alphonse D'Amato is here. And today is his real birthday. Not tomorrow when the party is at. Today is his real birthday, oh, and we're here to yeah. celebrate. We got a beautiful per- birthday cake. And uh, Joe, you take it on. We got a million people listening yeah, between WLIR and 770 ABC. And, we love it. And we got a thousand people listening here, and we got a million people listening in the, in, in the, in the audience. Hey, John, great to have you here, and we're going to sing happy birthday to Senator D'Amato. We are the only two Italians allowed in this country club. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> that was it back in the day. Ah, we couldn't get in here. You understand that. You didn't get in here. So here we're Buon Capliano. Here you go. Stay with me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Senator. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you don't have to be afraid to say Alphonse. I, I grew up, and all of the kids, until I went to high school, called me Tippy. And I said, when you're in school, would you rather be called Tippy or Alphonse? And so, if, uh, later on, it became Al. But as a kid, it was Tippy, and I, I did not like Alphonse. Now, you got to blow out the it. candles, otherwise it's not good luck. Three. Yay! Blew out the candles in one shot. All 85 candles. <laughs> you, you do some great... Uh, I wasn't going to say that. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Huh? He blows well. Oh, well. I did uh, grow up also playing a couple of musical instruments in one. you got to have a lot of breath for uh, maybe that's why I went into politics, a lot of BS. Uh, right. And that was the tuba. I played the tuba. I had four years uh, in high school. And uh, believe it or not, um, I will bring in a rendition that I made uh, quite a few years ago when I graduated. They recorded it. And my sister, 
I don't know how she got a, a copy of the record. I've got to play it first. And then maybe one day, John, I'll bring it in, and you'll hear Alphonse on the tuba when he was in high school. Well, we look forward to it. And, and Brian, what, what say you? I would say there's not enough uh, there's not enough opportunity for tuba players in this country, and we have to change that at 77 WABC. I mean, John, if you really are forward-thinking, you would be focusing on brass instruments. Right. Brian, he's Brian got, Kilmeade. He's uh, got brass. Uh, yeah. I know. I, I led you right to that. Yeah, well, okay. He always has. Sydney, where are you, Sydney? You, not, uh, you didn't wish uh, uh, Alphonse a happy birthday. No, I did. I actually uh, wished him yes. a happy birthday at the very beginning of the show. He's uh, one of my most uh, favorite politicians in the history of this great state. And uh, 85, you look like a million bucks, by the way. So happy I, birthday. I hope more than a million. Well, maybe two. Okay. <laughs> well, Piscopo but it's nice to have you here, and happy, happy birthday. Many, many more. Piscopo, has some, Piscopo has some no, 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 competition. I thank you for coming uh, on, and you do singer. a great job for us, and you speak the truth. So thank you for everything you do for WABC. And what do we, we stand for, day. WABC? <laughs> truth, justice, <laughs> and the American, American way. way. Oh, good. <laughs> You're allowed okay. to say that? Is Superman around here? Yeah, the Superman doesn't say it anymore. Well... We have a lot of our talent here. He'll, they'll be all be coming, wishing you happy birthday. And, and uh, jo John Katzmatidis, I wanted to hear and Senator Zamato sing. In your honor. It's my mic. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I, I've got to get home to a family dinner, notwithstanding that we have a little dinner tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, no, you have a big dinner tomorrow night. That's right. You've got to buy a, a, a present on Amazon to show up. Yeah. Senator, I, I get the sense sometimes people don't want a lot of attention on their birthday. You like the attention. When you you hit, do like the attention. When you hit 85, it's uh, something to celebrate. Absolutely. And uh, I am so lucky to have such a great family of uh, 15 grandchildren, only three more to put through college. The rest of them have all graduated, et cetera, and gotten who became a lawyer and who's a doctor, et cetera. And um, five great-grandchildren. Uh, I'm a lucky guy. Right. Huh? Margo, say happy state? birthday. Alphonse, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. And I want to tell you, of all the years since I was in my 20s, yes. you always supported my husband, and I thank you for that. Well, he's been a great, dear friend. And whenever uh, we needed John, he was there when we had some of our great friends. I tried to, to convince Alphonse, uh, I tried to convince who? Chuck Schumer not to run against you for the U.S. Senate. Well, let, let me say this to you. Did you a favor, maybe. You made, yeah. made a few bucks after that. You're, you're right. I, I, was in, <laughs> I was impoverished in the Senate. But I'll tell you what's changed. When I was in the Senate my first year, I had a lot of difficulty with the senior senator, from New York, but basically his staff. His staff was always undercutting me. We went out for dinner one night, a year later, and um, 11 o'clock the next morning, we had our first vote. I could barely make it down the stairs. Pat came down, all right? And do you know who I'm talking Pat about? Pat Moynihan. Pat Moynihan. Yes, Senator Patrick Moynihan. And he gave me a slap on the back. Alphonse, he, I mean, took me three days to recover, but he was in great shape. And he passed the word. He said, if any of my staffers say one thing negative about Senator, they're out of here. We became, you know, I, I had the third longest filibuster 
in the history of the Congress, of the Senate. You know who came down and joined me at 2.30 in the morning? Pat Moynihan. Wow. We, when we had a family problem, and he said to me, you know what, Alphonse, you want to be home with your family. You don't want to be flying upstate because we were dedicating the, the, the fact that we had kept this Air Force base open. He said, I'll go up there and cover for you. Not only did he go up there and cover for me, he said, the reason we have this base today is the work of Senator D'Amato. i got to tell you, Democrats and Republicans, they've worked together. They always did. Yeah. Now, they don't even talk to each other. Right. Now, it's war. And if one is seen working with the other, the parties get crazy. Whose it fault is, is that? How'd that happen? Well, it started first. I'm going to be candid. The conservatives in the Republican Party started that. And now the left wing of the Democratic Party has started that in their party, and they've gone beyond what the conservatives used to do. And, and you got this warfare between conservatives and, and ultra-liberals. Instead of saying extremism, what's best... Extremism in any direction yeah. is a sin. You're you right. know, I, I, I uh, did uh, say Barry Goldwater was wrong. That extremism in any direction is a sin, and common sense Democrats, common sense Republicans should work together. You, you got it, and that's the problem today. They, they make enemies of each other. There's a time when you have to fight, but, but many times there are things that can and should be done together. There's a guest here, uh, Senator, from his name is Michael Nicolia. Uh, a sales manager of the Nicolia Concrete uh, and Strategic Plants. He has six plants in, in on uh, Long Island. Yes, on Long Island. Plants, well, tell us, Senator, you want to wish the Senator happy birthday. Yes, first and foremost, happy birthday, Senator D'Amato. 85 years. Let's let's give yeah. another round of Yay! applause for that. Right. <laughs> uh, one beautiful day on the course. A little bit of overcast, but a wonderful day for golf. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really playing golf today. It was more of a croquet-type situation. Uh, there wasn't many balls in the air. Uh, I don't know. Did anyone else play Mr. C, Senator D'Amato? I work for a living. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed uh, I, I didn't really play too hot, but, you know, if I get on the course a little more, practice a little more, uh, and believe in yourself. If you do that, your company will go out of business. So, so stay working. <laughs> stay working and forget about What's the, the name of your company? Name of my company is Nicolia Concrete Products. We also Nicolia. Uh, now, where yeah. is your family from? Frosino in Italy. My grandfather came over from Italy, uh, uh -huh. over on the boat, came to this country with eight dollars in his pocket, yep. and, and he yep. worked for a concrete company. That's the history yeah. of this country. It's a great history. Right. Poor people or people who wanted to try to make it came here, looked to work, became involved, and. They've lifted themselves and their families up. They didn't do it overnight. The government wasn't there to give them everything. Yeah, they helped. But, Absolutely. But the people had the motivation to work. And that's the greatness of this country. But we got to control the immigration population. You just don't have people come in by the millions. And, and some of them who should never be coming in, criminals, etc., the drugs, that are flowing in, all of those things. Right. We got to stop it. This is destroying this country. Did now, your I heard you guys come from Ellis Island. So, so my grandfather came from Italy over on the boat. I heard three pillars before that were, that were said, and it kind of ties into uh, 
to to what he believed in as a, as a businessman because he started with one truck, hmm. and with one truck he would go to different uh, people that had concrete plants, and he 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 would satisfy his customer base. Right. One truck turned into two, turned into eight, turned into sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. Fantastic, um, fantastic. That that's the history of this country, from all of the various backgrounds. And by the way, don't think that the Irish, the Italians, the Jews, the Greeks, they, we, they all suffered some form of discrimination. And Are that, you kidding? The that, Greeks were the enemy of the Ku Klux Klan. But there was discrimination, and there still is, but we've come a long way. And, and where you had people who weren't allowed to vote, who were discouraged from that's changed. We have come a long way in the last hundred years, this country, and we don't get credit for it. You got educators who just want to tear down, and they want to go back and attack people like Abraham Lincoln. They want to uh, attack some of our great presidents and leaders. Just absolutely ridiculous, because we've gone well past many of those sins, or many of those things that were overlooked. Well, thank you, guys. We're going to take a break now. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back uh, from the uh, golf course with additional interviews. And I think we have Dr. Mark Siegel going to be on to give us an update. What the heck is going on with the monkey vaccine? The monkey pox. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. John Katzmatidis, are you there? I am here, and we have a, a Brian uh, Kilmaid had to go because he's going to be uh, starring on Laura Ingram tonight. And uh, uh, we have a new guest uh, with us. We have, how do you say it? Suva? Jit. Basu. Suba Jit Basu? Yes. And uh, he uh, is uh, with Goya Foods. By the way, the best beans, in the, not in the city, not in the state, not in the country, in the world. Those Goya beans are the best I've ever had. Thank you. Uh, that's so kind of you. We also feel the same way, and uh, you're so kind. Well, did you wish uh, Senator D'Amato a happy birthday before he left? I didn't get a chance, but I do wish him a very happy birthday. He has been an incredible senator for our state and our location. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Goya Foods, for being here. And I thank you for, I mean, uh, Gristini's and D'Agostino, we sell a ton of Goya products. And uh, thank you for, for, for keeping, you know what the difference is? Keeping the quality up. And that's the big difference. Actually, uh, that's... Uh, incredible thing because Goya's quality starts from beginning to end. Our supply chain, which is right here in the U.S., the bean belt from New York State all the way to California. Yes. We get the best beans from from 
the growers right here in America. We package them right here and then we bring to your supermarket so our consumers can really enjoy it. It's, it's incredible. Well, thank you so much, Suva. And what do you do at Goya? I'm the CIO of Goya Foods, the chief information officer. I make sure all the technology and all our supply chain is humming every day. And you sell a lot of beans. We I do. love those beans again. We do. Thank you. And uh, I understand uh, now uh, we have, do we have Dr. Mark Siegel on yet? Yes, I'm here. Dr. Mark Siegel, how come you're not on the golf course with us? I don't know. I wish I were. Well, Good tell us, what. The, give us an update. Uh, Governor Hochul in New York declared a, almost a national emergency on this monkeypox. Is I anybody dying? No, and I have a hunch you're going to ask her about that more directly than, than, than on this radio show, but we'll see about that, and I won't give any details out. But no, listen, here's the deal. This, the, the monkeypox situation is almost entirely going on right now in the gay and bisexual community. The public health response to it has been anemic. We need more vaccines. We need more treatments. We need the FDA to approve T-pox for use in people with painful rashes. We need more testing. So instead of just owning up to that, let's put a camouflage over it and call it something it isn't, which is a, 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 world, a, a growing worldwide or community-wide problem. It is a problem, but it's almost predominantly in that population. We need, we need to focus in on that and, and expand the public health efforts in that area. And uh, Dr. Siegel, speaking of monkeypox, I was reading a story that the United States allowed 20 million monkeypox vaccines to expire. So here we have New York State and New York City. We're in this uh, public health crisis, San Francisco and other cities, and our federal government allowed these vaccines to expire. What the heck is going on? That's pretty disturbing. And by the way, to that point, New York City is at the heart of this problem. And I can tell you that when they say there's 5,000 cases in the United States and a little over 1,000 in New York, it's probably a little over six or 7,000 in New York. They're undercounting it. So that's the first problem. They actually have to count the right number. And the Gineos vaccine, which has been approved for monkeypox, it, as you just said, we're, it's a very slow rollout of this. 300,000 doses so far when we need about three or four million at least just for the population I'm talking about, for the population at risk. Those vaccines, as you said, have expired. You're talking about the Denmark batch. There's there's also now an increase uh, purchase of these, Lydia, but not nearly to the extent that we need. It's a public health disgrace. It's a public health disgrace. What's the threat to the larger population of monkeypox? How contagious well, is That's what I'm trying to say. If you try to you know, go vote if we're a Republican, then you might catch monkeypox. <laughs> is that what somebody's saying? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. It's, I, it's on the polling stations, right? They're, yes. they're smearing the monkeypox vesicles yes. on, a, on a polling station. Only if you vote for Republican. Republican. But, but the, the threat to the larger community, in my opinion, since this has been around since 2017, this is not another HIV-AIDS. A, we have a vaccine for it. B, we have an available test for it. C, we have a treatment for it. And the ease of spread is not there. I think it c- comes from extremely close contact in almost all cases in sexual transmission. Yes, we saw that with HIV, but this is a lot easier to, f- to discover, to diagnose, and to isolate. And again, we have a vaccine for this.
Now, can we talk about Paxlovid? So President Biden, he's experienced a rebound. Paxlovid is that antiviral medication. Now we're hearing that about 40 percent of patients who take the antiviral drug, which is similar to Tamiflu, will experience a sort of rebound effect. What exactly happened and what should he do about it or anybody else that experienced it? I want to apologize to Judge Weinberg, who calls himself a Democrat. But listen, this, <laughs> this, the, the situation here with the administration's handling on this is yet another bungle. I mean, you'll, you'll haul out the president after five days and say, I'm going back to work. I've been working all along. I'm ne- testing negative now. I heard him with a nasal, nasal voice say that. I cringed. I said on the air, he's going to be positive in two days. Sure enough, he was. Does that mean, Lydia and group, that... Paxlovid doesn't work? Absolutely not. It does work. But with the emerging subvariants out there, there's a lot of virus. It's a much higher viral load. You're carrying more virus, so you need more Paxlovid. Has the FDA extended it to seven or eight days? No. So what happens is the, the, the drug wears off and the virus roars back, and then you see more, more effects from the immune system and inflammation. That doesn't show it doesn't work. It shows that it's not a cure. It shows that it decreases symptoms. It decreases virus. It decreases your risk of going in the hospital but they they but you have to know how to use it properly you're right it's 30 or 40 percent of the time that you're seeing paxlovid rebound not one to two percent they're using outdated data there that's bef- that's in the old old variants not not this new subvariant group so who is it happening to what age group because i'm hearing about it happening more so in the elderly population it is, because that's the population where you're seeing more inflammation, where you require more to battle down the virus. That's the population at the greatest risk. Definitely happening, happening more in the elderly population. And by the way, you could have a test that stays positive, and it doesn't mean you're going to get sick again, but it could mean that you could still spread it. That's the key. So Paxlovid wears off, and it's not causing the problem. It's the virus that's causing the problem, not the Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excellent treatment, but it's it's not a cure. So they probably needed a longer course of the Paxlovid in definitely, order to... Definitely. But again, try getting a pharmacist to agree with that. I, I, am, I am all day long trying to get a second course for my patients. And in order to do so, I got to tell the pharmacist it's another infection because the FDA has to change their rules on it. They got to change it right away. You know, why, why do we expect like a magic bullet here? What about Tamiflu with the flu? A lot of times it helps, but doesn't cure the flu. Same thing. Right, it's just a tool in the arsenal against COVID. Now let's a talk very about good tool. A brain very good shrinkage tool and a very poor look from the. By, by the way, Sorry, today is it's a real birthday day. I must say, today uh, my assistant in the office, Susan Bettencourt, it was her birthday. Happy birthday to her! Aww. And my good friend at the Archdiocese. Uh, Mr. Ted Bozzinellis, he was 77 today. That means he can work with 77 WABC <laughs> for the whole year. That's pretty good. I'm sure he's in great health, too, by the way. He sounds like a super guy in really great health. Talk he to is. Us all. He's a super guy. John, we were talking about this earlier about COVID brain shrinkage. I mean, this is some scary stuff. A, a repeated COVID, I understand. There's a study on it. The brain starts to shrink and your IQ drops by 10% minimum. Only if you're a Democrat. Now, listen, <laughs> COVID, COVID, lo- COVID loss of brain function is very much correlated with uh, the involvement of the loss of smell and taste. That's what NYU you researchers are finding. But I got good news for you, John. I am positive. First of all, your son, I mean, probably an IQ of 300, but even you, like you've gotten over COVID. I have to tell you, you haven't lost one single neuron, not one brain cell <laughs> over this. 
And uh, hold on, we have another guest uh, here. And we have Gary, Gary and, and how do you pronounce it? Julie. Gary and Julie, tell us, uh, you're here to wish uh, Senator D'Amato a happy birthday, too? Not only happy birthday to one of the greatest senators New York has ever seen, but I got my Ferry Hawks cap on. Oh my God! You play. Listen, for the for the right kind of sponsorship, we can play. You can play center field. I already got two sponsorships. I got flagship. We're going to have you cent uh, center field. And you'll you'll probably do a great job. Tell us about your company. So I'm a lawyer, and Julian Gentili in Staten Island. We we're on the uh, radio with you all the time on Bernie and Sid and a number of other programs. And uh, we're there just to really take care of the people of Staten Island and to make sure that we make them walk with You confidence. know, 30% of the people who live in Staten Island listen to the uh, WABC? That's since I started advertising. That's why. Maybe more now. Maybe more now. We have and the other 70% to... want to listen to WABC. Absolutely. I'm on that and, and what kind of litigation do you do? What kind of uh, defense? So we're a full-service law firm. We do everything from elder law and estate planning. We do a lot of matrimonial law, in which we say to people, please don't look at, at divorce as failure, but as a new start of your life. My we God, that's a, that, that's a good thing. Really that's a good true. thing. We have on the phone, on, on the studio with us, uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, and, and uh, he's telling us about monkeypox, and he's telling us about, you know, uh, we've got one minute left. Tell us that we, we got uh, I, the... I, I've got to say this. I think Senator D'Amato is young. We've got presidents that are older than him, and I want to see Absolutely. him run for off. I want to see him run for Senate again. What are we, what are we doing here in New York? I mean, we well, we're use... going to start a new campaign, uh, D'Amato for Senate again. I am well, I'm on the, I'm bored. I'm on board. And look, he'd handle the pandemic a lot better. He'd handle monkeypox for sure. Absolutely. And I want to thank everybody. Lydia, thank you for uh, my being my sidekick. And, and uh, Richard Weinberg, thank you. Anybody else in the studio, Lydia? Rudy Washington. And Rudy Washington, I haven't heard his voice yet. You couldn't get a word in edgewise, John. <laughs> couldn't get a word in edgewise. And thank you to all our guests. And Lydia, what do we stand for on this show? Truth. Truth, justice, justice and, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. Thank you all. God bless America. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.